Stampede. Garner is at number 120, recorded There's lots to fear in this world, and how we deal with it says a lot if we live or die. Being a pessimist, I believe we've approached fear in the wrong way. Domestically, we've made our own fear. Take, for example, our consumer society that has demanded we get more, more of everything. And it's obvious it's caused distortions in human behavior. If you don't think you can get more, well, you might resort to sticking up a grocery store to get the cash 
you need to buy more of what you want. But nowadays, that can be amended. Instead of getting the cash from a cash register, just start looting the store and get anything and everything you might want. So the system of consumerism instills violence. And corruption goes along with that system. It's one thing to loot a store of its goods, but it's another to steal billions of dollars from the stock market by manipulating prices. Thieves like Bernie Madoff stole billions, and at the heart of that behavior is a desire to get more, a lot more. Consumerism doesn't have limits on people wanting to get more. Actually, I'd like to see behavior directed more by creativity and less by competing to get more. This country has suffered from a long-term perspective that says there will always be more, that the health of this country, once enjoyed, will always be there for us. And it's no exaggeration that America's lead in the world producing educated students proficient in reading and mathematics has decreased and ranks with 30 countries ahead of us. And that in and of itself is a measurement of the health in a nation. Of course, we weren't always the best educated people in the world because we initiated required public education for our children. But that shouldn't account for our children ranked 30th in reading and mathematics.
There are several ways to determine the health of a nation. First and foremost is whether the people are content. I don't take opinion polls. I'm not about to stand out on a street corner and ask people if they're content in their lives. Within a nation, an unhappy people would suggest an unhealthy condition. Of course, what can be expected of us can be a source of anxiety. The need to want more can make people do things they normally wouldn't do. Take, for example, when people say, we want to make everything equal because inequality makes for injustices. Some people are treated more equally than others, and that makes for very unhappy people. For me, personally, if someone wants to behave in an unusual manner, I don't care, just so long as they don't interfere in my life. But in our society demanding equality, anxiety can develop when someone who becomes a transgender person insists on participating in athletic events as if they are the same as the gender they have been converted to. That can make some people unhappy. Now, people who want everything to be equal believe someone who has converted to a different sex from the one they were born with, should be permitted to participate in competitive events with people whose gender they've converted to. When a transgender individual demands to compete athletically with women, it creates unhealthy results. Women protest that transgender women are not naturally the same as women and shouldn't be permitted to compete as women against women. I'm in favor of transgender women competing, but they should only do it against other transgender women, not with naturally born women. Transgender people should accept the fact they aren't really the same as the gender they want to be. And I'd have to say that's caused a lot of unhealthy behavior, being someone you're not.
thinking you're someone you're not can result in unhealthy behavior, and it can be emotionally painful. The demands of the consumer society creates a lot of that kind of anxiety and might be a reason why this country has increased suicide rates. But pretending you're someone that you're not can also be found with nations. Claiming your nation's values are healthy and should be followed by other nations might result in accusations from false pretenses. Our country has long asserted that its position of moral superiority are the values other countries should follow. Now, that's a claim that doesn't accurately describe the killings in our schools, riots in the streets, and the corrupt practices conducted by Wall Street. No, this country shouldn't hold itself up as something to be admired because it no longer is. In legal terms, it's called selling something by false representation. You know, like you buy something, take it home and find out it doesn't do what it claimed it could do. That's also called fraud. And when our politicians stand up in front of television cameras saying other countries' policies of using slave labor to support their economy, we overlook the fact that there are some people in this country who have to work two or sometimes three jobs to have enough money to pay for rent, or that some people are trapped always working at low-paying jobs their entire lives. Would you call that slave labor? We've been living in this country with people saying we're better than other nations because we call ourselves free, but we aren't free. In lots of different ways, the people in this country are manipulated to vote for a candidate. And would you call that freedom? We have the largest number of people incarcerated in the world. Is that a reason why politicians would say we're the greatest nation on earth?
Well, there's lots to suggest we aren't a healthy society, and not just because we aren't a contented people. You might say we've produced prosperity at a cost to our own mental health. We've built a military to protect our prosperity. And you'd have to ask yourself, is it worth all the risk? A few days ago, I heard a report that someone in the Congress said we should use nuclear weapons if the Russian Federation invades Ukraine. Now, it's that kind of thinking that makes me say, we have dangerous people in power. Perhaps mentally ill people working in our federal government. The argument has always been, when conflicts arise, and we need to use our military to straighten out those conflicts, it's better that it's done in a foreign country. Because if we don't stop it there, we'll have it threatening us at home. Better to fight our enemies from afar than, let's say, dealing with them on our doorstep. Like a foreign invasion force off the coast of Cape Cod. Yeah, it boils down to our having a powerful military to protect our prosperity. But you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Is our prosperity worth protecting if we think we can use nuclear weapons or at least to threaten to use nuclear weapons against an adversary in a far-off land. In this country, we have real problems with our leaders. In fact, we may have people in power who are mentally unhinged. We may not only be a discontented people, we may have people in high governmental positions that are straight up mentally ill. You know, a lot of people would say our prosperity is sitting on a couch, sipping a beer, and watching football on TV for six to eight hours, relaxed in the notion that someone in our government is willing to use a nuclear weapon to secure our well-being. We're not only a discontented people, we're a dangerous people.
You want me to tell you everything is going to be all right, that this country will return to good times again. Well, I can't do that because what we've become won't permit us to find contentment. You can't have children killing children in schools and expect your future will be bright. No, our health as a nation is fading. Good times, peaceful times, quiet times, gentle times are not what's in store for us. We've lost our way, and it's going to take some time to find out what happened. The signs are all there. It's coming. Military weapons won't stop it. Our increased police forces can't correct what we've become. The violence on the streets, the rebellion against the system won't solve it. The corruption so massive it can't avoid the coming collapse. When the propagandists on the TV networks begin resigning their multi-million dollar jobs, you'll know it will have begun. When the politicians begin assassinating each other, you'll know it has begun. You'll know when the collapse is beginning when the worthless money you use won't get you what you want. You'll know when it's beginning when endless wars rage on in the Middle East, when refineries are set ablaze, when ships at sea are attacked, when the lights go out and electricity has ceased. You'll know it because it's already happening. There isn't going to be any contentment or peace. Our embassies abroad attacked. The oil stopped. We were never safe. We could never escape what is coming, and we did it to ourselves. The greed and the deceptions are coming to an end. We left behind our connection to the natural world, tricked into believing all we ever needed was more. Only trouble was, the more we wanted was nothing more than a false promise.
This week on Garner Isn't, you heard music from two composers, Franz Waxman and Burkhard Dalowitz. First, Waxman's piece for the 1940 movie Rebecca, the main title. Then another work from Waxman, Sacrifice of Self, from the 1950 movie Sunset Boulevard, followed by more Waxman's work from the 1941 movie Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Dr. Jekyll's Transformation, and more Waxman from the movie Sunset Boulevard, Prelude. Then you heard Burkhard Dalowitz's compositions from the movie The Truman Show. First, Reunion. And then to close, a cut from the composition The Underground Storm. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.